This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Welcome to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about, get this question a lot, we're going to talk about uh, bank financing. So what it's, what it's like getting a business loan at a bank. Um, and of course, and we'll do another show on this later, but um, you know, there's always alternative financing options, especially for startups and things like that. And we'll talk through, as we talk through some of these options um, with bank lending and what it's like, but you know, alternative financing methods. And again, we'll do a show, probably just do a whole show on some of these alternative financing uh, methods, but things such as online lending, um, angel investors, venture capitalists. Um, you could have you know, obviously equity investors uh, kind of mixed in, in with that. Um, and in factoring and invoice advances, which is part of our show sponsor, Capital Plus is what they do. So definitely recommend them for that. Crowdfunding, grants, things like that. But those are the alternative financing methods. Again, we'll cover in another show. But for this show, I wanted to talk through the variety of different options there are with a bank. So first of all, let's walk through uh, some of the banking options, um, of different types of loans, I should say, that you can get with um, a bank. So some of that stuff's a little, little difficult, a little bit of a pain in the neck to go through some of these things, and it, it just really depends what your situation is and uh, what, you know, what makes the best, you know, what option makes the best sense for you. Easy for me to say. So some of those options are, um, you know, you can do, uh, so the SBA, so it's not just through the, through a bank, obviously, but you can go through the Small Business Administration. SBA gives loans, and they're typically going to be a little more uh, lenient uh, with some of the business terms. Um, you know, long-term loans you can get with a bank. Um, they're almost, almost always in a situation, whether it be SBA or a long-term loan from a bank, they're going to be a little more complex um, as far as the application process and things like that. Um, you can get a medium term loan. So, um, again, it's somewhat less complicated, um, than a long-term loan as you would expect. Um, the processes aren't as much, uh, to go through and the variety of steps you need to go through for those things. Um, a line of credit. So a line of credit is something that's typically a good option. If you need something sporadic, uh, financing type of thing that you're going to draw on it and pay it down, draw on it, pay it down, that kind of thing. Um, not that you're going to keep drawing on it and keep uh, building it up. Um, that's an option. The short-term loan, um, that one's you know fairly streamlined process there. Um, but that's another option. Um, invoice financing, which is uh, sort of what I had mentioned there, is it's almost an alternative um, sort of option as far as um, how that works real briefly is if you have an invoice, uh, let's say you have an invoice for $10,000 that you've, you've put out, um, you've sent to the customer, they haven't paid you yet, uh, but you need money in the short term, you can essentially give that invoice to a factoring company such as Capital Plus, and they will loan you money. And th- the terms vary, vary, a variety of terms, but they will typically give you up to 80% of the invoice amount. And then they'll take over, you know, basically getting that invoice for you and pay it back. That's something that's very short term. Um, typically something like that, it's going to be about 1% for every 10 days. 
So if you're going to need the money for, you know, six weeks, probably not a good option. Um, you'd want to use something like a business line of credit, something like that. Um, but if something short term, it's absolutely a really good option for certain businesses. Um, if you, especially if you have long term projects that take a longer time and, you know, you get those invoices fewer, fewer and further between, such as at milestones. Let's say you're an IT company. Um, I know I worked with an IT company and actually worked with an IT company that works with Capital Plus. And um, they get invoices sporadically at milestones. And they're large um, pay amounts, but they don't always pay in a timely manner, as you can imagine. I'm sure some of you can appreciate. Um, so that's invoice financing or factoring. Equipment financing, of course, um, depending on the type of business you have. Um, and then you can also do something that's called a merchant cash advance, which is the easiest financing option to qualify for. However, it is also the most expensive. Um, so that's probably something you don't want to do uh, for the most part. So what I want to do is let's, again, focus back on if you're going to deal with a bank and what does a bank look for when you want to borrow money from them. So we've got a lot of things to cover here. We're actually going to probably break this into a couple of shows because there's so much so much material to cover, and I want to make sure we give it uh, the ample time it deserves. So that being said, let's dive right in. So the first thing you're going to need to do is obviously um, determine you know the loan loan amount you need. Um, uh, it really depends. So typically, if you're going to need a smaller amount, um, banks sometimes aren't the best option for that um, because for a bank they spend uh, basically the same amount of time. Um, servicing a loan if it's, you know, $5 million loan as they do for a $10,000 loan. Um, and they obviously make a lot more profit on the uh, $5 million loan. So a lot of times what happens, and I know people say, well, geez, banks are terrible and I can never get a loan and their rates are terrible. It's not that the rates are terrible. Uh, well, they are terrible, but um, it could be, I should say. It's more so that they have priced themselves accordingly. So for a loan... Um, of a small amount, they priced it to make sure that they're going to make still make a, the uh, the minimum profit they want to make out of that. So sometimes, again, that's why they are not always the best option for uh, particularly small uh, loan amounts. Um, so again, they're usually looking typically for larger dollar loans. Um, but again, you can go um, smaller loans. You, the SBA uh, Small Business Administration has a micro loan program, um, and those are loans typically under about fifty thousand dollars. Um, which I think probably would apply for most people, uh, most of our listeners. And um, so the next thing you're going to need to do is talk through, and this seems kind of a little bit personal, uh, you want to talk through with the bank's going to want to know the loan purpose. So, for example, um, the more specific you can be, the better. So if you need the money to purchase equipment, they're going to want to know what type of equipment you're buying, how you're going to use it. Um, what the life expectancy of that equipment is, what type of revenue that equipment's going to generate for you, et cetera. Um, if you're going to be hiring people, you know, they're going to want to know how many people you're going to hire and the, you know, basic salary range at which you're going to hire those folks. Um, again, could be a, you might need it for working capital. So again, type of a loan, a loan of credit type of situation. Um, and part of the reason they want to know the purpose is, um, make sure that the amount, the amount of money that you're requesting matches up for the purpose of the loan. Um, so some of that is to make sure you're not doing anything shady, of course. Um, but it's, you know, also to give them actually to help them help you so they can help you determine what loan option of the first, uh, what we mentioned, all those different options, which one makes the most sense based on the purpose and the amount, 
um, that we just talked about. So those are two things right away that a bank's going to want to know um, from you. Um, so let's let's um, let's we're up against a break here. Let's pause the, the conversation. We'll come back and we'll continue talking through some of these things that a bank looks at um, to do financing with you. So we'll come back. We'll do the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. We'll continue talking through financing options. Um, again, want to give a shout out to Capital Plus. Unlock your capital and unleash your business potential with Capital Plus. CPI creates customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. You can always follow us on Facebook, Mr. Biz Solutions. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Mr. Biz Tweets. Uh, follow me on LinkedIn, uh, Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth. And uh, we also have an Instagram page, uh, Mr. Biz Solutions Instagram page. So definitely follow us on there. We've got tons of free content that we uh, put out on all those platforms on a weekly basis. So again, come back. We'll talk through the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week and continue talking through what banks look for in a loan. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And it is time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. So, the tip this week, and it's uh, no coincidence considering the topic we're discussing, but uh, build a strong balance sheet. Bankers like it. You will sleep better at night, and it will make sure that you are ready for buying opportunities in a down market. So, for example, there's an economic downturn, and perhaps one of your competitors is in a bad situation. Um, there may be an acquisition opportunity for you, um, and if you have a strong balance sheet, you'll have the financial wherewithal to be able to take advantage of that situation. All right, so let's dive back into things that banks look at um, when you apply for loans there and different things you'll need to share with them. So uh, another thing that you're going to need is they're going to want to know the entity type you have. So, for example, um, generally speaking, small business can be organized in four different ways. You can have a uh, sole proprietorship, a partnership, you have a limited liability company, or a corporation. There's a couple different types of corporations as well. But um, that is pretty important, and probably most of the most of our listeners, I would guess, are in a sole proprietorship or possibly an LLC, um, limited liability company. So, from a lender's perspective, knowing how your company is organized can give your lender some insight into how you organize and operate your small business. So, it's sometimes it's rare, but uh, some lenders will sort of shy away from sole proprietorships and partnerships because they prefer working with. Um, an LLC or a corporation, primarily because these businesses have more legal protections 
Um, so they're less likely to fold if the owner faces a lawsuit or a financial setback. So, for example, if you're sole proprietorship and, you know, God forbid something bad happens, you get sued um, and it wipes you out financially, um, personally even, um, it can obviously impact your business and probably your business will fold uh, with it. So sometimes that's a, those create a, some limitation situations um, as far as that goes. So consider that they're going to want to know that, and that's sort of the reasoning why they want to know that type of thing. Um, another thing that they're going to want to know about is um, do you have a business plan? So um, usually people say, oh, man, you know, uh, people say when you start your business, you should start with producing, creating a business plan. And um, I'll tell you, when you go for a loan with a bank, they're going to want to see a business plan. Now, it can vary, right? Some people say, you know, a typical business plan would be, you know, 30 pages to 40 or 50 pages. could even be up to 100 pages, depending how crazy you got with it. Um, I know when I was doing my master's degree, that's one of the our Keystone, the Keystone project I had was putting together a business plan, um, and it ended up being, I mean, it's just amazing as you dig through the sections and you really deep dive into all the different sections of a business plan. It can be a, a bit overwhelming, but um, you know, I ended up, I think that business plan ended up being about 120 pages. I mean, it was, it was crazy by the time I was done with it. But um, so, really, if you break the break it down, it's not as intimidating though. Um, essentially you can go out and you can Google it, um, or you can hire an expert to at least guide you through the process as well, or you could Google it, figure out the sections, what sort of key things should be in each section, and then maybe even hire, um, an expert, a business plan expert to take a look at it for you when you're done, just to give you some critique, um, and some, uh, some ways that you can edit it to improve it. But there's going to be all, so business plan has all sorts of different things, but, Pieces of what the bank is going to look for are the financial goals. So looking at how you projected what your future sales are going to be, when you're going to turn a profit, how much profit you turn, your income, your cash flow, um, all of those sort of qualitative business goals, they're going to want to, want to see all that stuff. They like to see the potential opportunities and make sure that you have addressed and thought through all the challenges for your business. And this is particularly um, important for a business that is um, is a sort of a fledgling business that's, you know, maybe three to one years old, right? Um, if you've been in business for 10 years, uh, a business plan becomes, um, sections of it become less important because you've got the track record of, you know, 10 years behind you and they can look at that, which obviously is more proof in the pudding than just something on a piece of paper. Um, but they're going to want to see a bunch of th- different things from a financial perspective, um, other pieces of a business plan, you know, your mission statement, what are you looking for in that, um, out of your business? Um, what is your target market, um, competitor info in there? Um, what is your business's unique value proposition? That's another thing that's important to have in your business plan. Um, some background information on the owners, um, uh, the management team, if you have that in place at the time. Um, and then honestly, even resumes for some of your key employees, especially if it's, you know, if you say you have two owners, let's say for example, um, Products that you sell, um, services you provide, um, the number of employees you're planning on having, or you have business locations, and again, the financial projections I mentioned, um, your office space, where you're going to have it, um, the size, the facilities, have you thought through as you're, uh, as you've put together your financial plan, have you thought through the space um, uh, needs you're going to have? So as you continue to grow, let's say you make widgets and you have a manufacturing facility 
And when you first move in and you first start, you're at capacity. You know, you'll be at capacity at say whatever a thousand dollars, a thousand widgets a month, and you're projecting that in three years you're going to be producing ten thousand a month. Well, do you, what is your what are your facility plans for that? They want to make sure again you've sort of thought all of that through. Um, another thing they're going to want to know about is your industry. Now you might think, well, geez, why would they want to know about that? Well, I'll tell you, some sometimes your industry can affect um, if you're even eligible for a loan uh, because if you think about it, every industry has different levels of risk. And not only le- different levels of risk, there are certain industries um, that lenders really, really shy away from. Um, and I don't think it would impact most people, most of the listeners, but you know, examples would be, and some, one of these at least will sound obvious, but you know, a firearms business um, or any type of <clears throat> adult entertainment business. Um, and the main reason for that is, and there's others on the list, but just the, using those as two examples, you know, that could impact the lender's reputation. So someone could look at that and say, oh, geez, I can't believe you do business um, with uh, uh, with companies that are involved in some of those sorts of things. So, um, you know, there's different types of restrictions with that. And the other thing is if you're in an industry that might be, um, there's risk as far as um, there's disruptions in your industry um, that, that could impact your business, um, you know, one, two, three, five years out. And you've got a ten-year loan term, let's say, for example. And those are things they're going to look at, and uh, and definitely consider um, to make sure that you know they're not putting uh, undue risk on their own balance sheet. Another thing you're going to need, and hopefully everyone's familiar with this, is an employee identification number. Um, basically, that's a social security number for your business. Um, not all businesses need one, um, but. You're you will you're required to get one if you have a corporation, you have employees. Um, you have a multi-member uh, LLC. If your LLC is going to be taxed as a partnership or a corporation, um, you're going to have you absolutely have to have one if you have that. Um, if it doesn't fall into one of those categories, you can just use your Social Security number, you know, on tax returns and things like that. But honestly, I would tell you if you even if you go to open a, a business um, bank account, you're going to need an EIN. They're going to ask you for that. And honestly, it literally takes two or three minutes. It's instantaneous. You can do it online. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. Um, and, and it honestly makes it easier. I can speak from my own personal experience. It makes it much easier to have separation between your personal and your business finances. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's super easy. I would absolutely um, say you'd go out and do that. It's all on the IRS website. Again, it takes you two or three minutes to fill it out. You click a button and you get, um, I can't remember if it pops up on the screen or they send you an email or maybe even both with your EIN like pretty quickly. So... Um, those are, that's something that you should absolutely take care of. Um, all right, well, we're up against the break again, so let's uh, let's pause our conversation, and we will come back after the break and continue discussing through what banks look for when they loan you money. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website, or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? 
You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. CPI removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. All right, so let's pick up where we left off at some different types of things that banks are going to look at when they loan you money. So the next topic or next uh, item I I guess I should mention is they would want to know any types of business licenses or permits you have. Now, depending on the type of business you have, you might not even need one. So, for example, I know my businesses I don't have. I'm not required any type of um, licensing or permitting. But many businesses out there, and I'm sure many of our listeners um, in the variety of industries of you know plumbing, um, electrician, HVAC. I mean, those there's there's obviously uh, license and permits required for and for on a variety of different topics in each of those different industries. So that's something that's important and. They want to make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row, essentially, and that they're, you're not. If you don't have those things, think about it. It puts your business at risk, which would put your ability to repay the loan at risk. And so that's what they're looking for there. So obviously, something um, important and, and easy to take care of, and probably you've uh, considered that and taken it, you know, and, and taken care of it um, much uh, earlier in the process. But just something to put on your little checklist. Um, the other thing, next thing they're going to ask for is they're going to want to know how long you've been in business. So, and that's without fail, they're going to ask that. No matter what type of loan, what type of financing, any company, let alone a bank, is going to ask you that. And obviously, the longer you've been in business, the better, because it shows that your business has had some long-term success. And really, the key, the magic number here is, as I'm sure you, some of you have experienced, is two years. If it's under two years old. I wouldn't say it's impossible to get a loan, um, but it does certainly limit your options. Um, typically, banks are going to want to loan to a business that is over two years old um, because they're going to, at that point, look at two years of um, your financial statements to make sure that, um, you know, how things have been trending in the different financial situation you're in. Um, I mentioned at the outset of the show, you know, some alternative sources, and typically they only require a one year. Um, and some of them are even less than that. Um, and, and another option with this is if you have been in business less than two years is um, an SBA loan. Again, Small Business Administration, they're, they've got a whole variety of different um, sources for that. And uh, it's uh, they're, they're a little more lenient and um, uh, I guess I should say accommodating for businesses that have been in uh, in business in less than two years. Um, but having that solid, you know, business plan behind you is critically important if you have been in, in business less than two years. So that at least shows um, your plan and your projections. They can see if it is um, you know, realistic, not realistic, um, et cetera. Um, another thing that they're going to look for, and I'm, we're at two of these sort of back-to-back, but is your personal credit score and your business credit score. So first, let's talk about your personal credit score. Um, it, Think about it. You're a business owner, so your personal credit score really comes into play. And 
they're going to ask for that for a, a few different reasons, but primarily because they determine, uh, put a lot of weight in determining if you handle your personal finances effectively, then you're probably going to handle your business finances um, in the same manner. Um, and if the higher your credit score, and as you've experienced this in your personal life, I'm sure, um, you'll be able to get a better interest rate. So um, very important. Um, so that, that that one is, I can't, a lot of people think it's just a business score and not a personal thing, and absolutely it's not. Um, and basically, um, here's something to expect. So when you do apply for a business loan, typically what will happen is, and again, it varies by, by lender, but in most cases, they'll do what they call a soft credit pool. So I know sometimes people say, well, I don't want you to pull my credit um, if I'm not going to go through with this loan, whether it be a car loan or anything like that. But because, um, you know, obviously it, it's, uh, it puts a ding on your credit score. You lose a few points on your credit score every time someone has a pool on the credit. However, a soft credit pool um, will not ho- ho- um, harm your credit. It essentially is uh, a much more limited uh, picture as you can imagine. So it basically just gives them your overall credit score and then a really brief summary. And that's why it's a soft credit pool. And that's why it doesn't harm your credit. Um, once you've gone through and gotten a pre-approval um, and you get to underwriting at that point, they'll do the hard credit pool and, and you're fine then, right? So you're, you're kind of all in and you're, you know what you're getting into at that point. Um, and so a couple of things to keep in mind with that. So again, the better your uh, personal credit score is, the more options you have, the better, interest rates. So a couple of key things to think of, you need to be at least at 600, um, and higher is obviously better above 700. You're going to be fine. And you know, if you get something lower than 600, you're probably going to have difficulty in getting financing. And if you do get financing, it's going to be very, very expensive. So the interest rates are going to be exorbitantly high. So if you have a credit rating of less than 600, you really got to look to improve that credit rating. And again, there's a lot of different ways you can do that, um, but that's uh, important. Tying in with that somewhat directly is also um, your business credit score. And some people don't even realize that their business has a credit score. But um, essentially, eight different agencies, different types of entities can rec- create a file for your company. Um, in connection, it, a variety of different things can trigger that. Um, such as just opening a business business bank account, which more than likely almost everyone that's listening has. Um, so if you have a business bank account, a file has been opened for you. You have your company has um, has a credit file and therefore a score. You know when you incorporate your business, you know you file your LLC papers, for example, um, with your state. Um, that's going to create a file. Um, and then what we mentioned earlier. So if you obtain uh, an employee identification number EIN, that will establish a credit file for you. So there's no, there are no steps that you need to take to create that. It's automatically done. Um, and so that's why you want to be cognizant of it. Um, so a couple of things on that. So there are three main agencies that track business credit scores. There's Dun & Bradstreet, or D&B, as people call them, Experian, and Equifax. So uh, Dun & Bradstreet and Experian use a 0 to 100 scale, so it's not the same as personal credit. Um, and Equifax is a little more complex. So they have three different scores, and each of those has uh, a different score. Um, and uh, and those are typically on a scale of, um, I think I believe it's 0 to 300. So um, so they're all a little bit different, um, but it works very similarly as to where your, the way your personal credit score does. 
it basically measures, um, you know, how, how you pay your bills. Um, do you pay them on time? Do you have anything uh, outstanding? What type of uh, credit do you have outstanding? You know, so as you can imagine on your personal credit report, it shows um, all the uh, credit cards you have, your personal credit cards and the limits on those cards. And what that tells a lender, so if you have business credit cards, they'll be listed on your business credit report. And that will tell them that you already have, say, for example, you have two business credit cards and they each have a loan uh, limit of $20,000. They can see that you have a potential of $40,000 in debt you can take um, out. That even if you have zero a balance of zero on it, they will take that into consideration to say, hey, you could get yourself in deeper debt here without them even knowing about it, the bank, um, because you could just run those credit business credit cards up. So that's another way that they sort of look at that. Um, so, uh, we've covered, um, I think about 10 different things here about your, to what to expect and what banks look for and why they look for, um, different types of things when you apply for a business loan. And we're going to go ahead and, um, we're going to wrap it up here and we're going to cover, I've got, geez, I don't know, probably another 10 or 12 to, to cover with you. So we're going to do another show on this. And uh, just to sort of familiarize yourself with all these different terms and know what you're up against when you um, do go to apply for a business loan. So, again, uh, thanks to um, our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can find them at cpifunding.com or you can call them at 855-522-3951. Thanks for listening again. Have a great week. And as always, don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.